yes. Yes, everybody. Yes. Welcome back. Are you ready for this? Welcome back to another episode of Red Wine and Mystery Stories. Yeah, totally Red Wine and Mystery Stories. The premier podcast on the internet about mystery and drunkenness, motherfucker. <laughs> and I think at this point in time, I don't know about you, but I am just beyond belief. fact or fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So we want to do a special episode. I think we're gonna like step away from like the normal mysteries. I know we like to do like a mystery. We like to go like into it and like research it and like go on Wikipedia and like read entries. But tonight we just want to like talk about something that is like near and dear to our heart. This is like callback to like Patrick's paranoia, where we just kind of we were like just chatting about the real shit that is in Patrick's life. This is like the real shit in both our lives that we're just gonna gab about with you. Um, we should do some housekeeping though. Um, aside from the fact that you are Patrick John and I'm Jill Buck, yay! Yes. Let's let's move <laughs> <Hey> on from <laughs> there. <laughs> woot woot! Um, so we should do some housekeeping because I think we forgot to in the last episode. We forget so, to do it in every episode. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, we forget to do it in a lot of episodes because you know drinking is part of the podcast. So, um, you can find us at um, uh. <laughs> So you can email us at redwinemysteries at gmail.com. You can yes, find you us can on, on Twitter, Twitter. at redwinemysteries, like singular. Yep. And you can find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. Just, Just um, search for Red Wine Mystery Stories. It'll come up. It'll come up. And um, it's a private group right now, but you can just send a request. We will accept you. Don't worry. It's just to cut down on Hold potential on. spam. Hold on, unless you are obviously a fake person, then we will not accept you because we've had a few like obviously fake people. Yeah, but you through. know what? We accepted a couple of them just to see what happens, and we haven't had a single bit of scam uh, of spam. So I think it's uh, <laughs> I think those might be like legit people. I don't know. I totally uh, denied a girl the other day that had like was like wearing a bikini, and I was like, that is not a real person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, fair enough. She, it looked like Ice T's wife, and I was like, "Nope, that's not a real person." <laughs> that could have been our big break, Patrick. What if you just denied Ice T's real wife? Uh, it was not Coco. I know Coco, <laughs> and oh. it was not Coco. I'm sorry, I, I forgot me. that you're like a a close personal friend of Coco. <laughs> oh yeah, like Coco and I go back to at least 2008, <laughs> and it was not Coco. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll give you that. All right, so tonight, what did you want to? All right, so tonight we want to do like kind of like something different. We we kind of just wanted to like talk about things that just scared us in general. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's one thing I will never do. Like, if you, all right, let's just say like I'm just chilling one day, I'm just watching Arrested Development season five on Netflix, and my phone rings. Like, obviously I would never answer it, but just like let's just say by accident I did answer the phone, and it was you. And, like, you you asked me, like, a weird question. Like, what would a question you would ask me be? Let's just, like, hypothetical question. A hypothetical question? I would say, um, let's see. I would say a hypothetical question would be something along the lines of, hey, do you remember how to get to such and such a place in the online banking from when we were working at the bank? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> well, like, I could be asking you, like, if you remember how to do something on online banking. Granted, I'd probably call Susie for that, but still, you never know. I don't know. 
Oh, I thought we were leading into like the woods, so I'm confused. Yeah, I know, but you like just you just like threw a curveball at me, like a <laughs> hypothetical question. Okay, so in re- in relation to what we want to talk about tonight, okay, um, a hypothetical question could be like, have you ever been in the woods around where we grew up in Massachusetts and felt like you were being watched? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because that's definitely a thing. I think both of us have experienced that. And have you ever had a moment where you've like been in the woods and it could be in the middle of the day in like a bright sunny day in the summer and you're just like walking around and then all of a sudden you get this really creepy vibe and you feel like somebody's watching you and you don't see anybody but you just get freaked out and you end up just like running for your house yes and not only did i feel that like at an older ish age i all right so when i was really young like i would say like seven eight nine ten years old like really young i love the woods like the woods was my sanctuary and when I got home from school, I would gather my friends. I would say, hey, let's go out in the woods. And all the parents would be like, eh, I don't know. I don't want the kids to go out in the woods. Like, the woods is weird. That's where, like, murders happen. That's where satanic cults are. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever. I don't like, I'm fucking nine years old. I don't know about satanic cults. Let's just go out in the woods and just play fucking hide and seek. Or, like, pretend we're, like, fucking characters from Ewoks or something. And um, I had one friend. One friend was like, all right. I'll go out in the woods with you. And I was like, okay, let's just, like, let's go. All right. So, like, you know, school got to, like, 2 o'clock. It would get dark at, like, 5 o'clock. So, we're like, let's see how far we can get by, like, 3.30. And then we'll just, like, run back. Run back to the fucking edge of the woods. And then we're home. And we're, like, on land. And we're safe. So, we've gone out there. We've, like, got out in the woods. We ventured out there. And we were young. You know, we were, like, impressionable. We believed everything. But I'm going to say, we, like, some fucking weird shit happened out there. Like, weird shit happened in the woods. Like, things, things I can't explain. Like, uh, uh, like government intervention? Oh, yeah. Like, I saw helicopters flying over. I saw people in, like, weird, like, Jeep, like, G.I. Joe Jeep-like like vehicles. Like, chasing after us on these, like, weird paths that we found, like, that were, like, large enough to, like, carry trucks and You weren't stuff. too far away from, like, an Air Force base or some shit like that, right? I was, but the Air Force base closed, so this is kind of, like, the weird, like, part of it. So, like, now... So, maybe it was, like, closed, but, like, secretly not really closed. They just had a, like, super top secret, like project going on there so there were still a bunch of people milling around trying to prevent kids from sneaking in yes and no so like right now like if you went there right now like now it's like homes to like now it's like condos and stuff but like in the 90s early early 90s it, it definitely was like an air force base but then the air force base closed but the, like but there was still kind of like a like a weird stigma to it like you couldn't go there and like you heard all these stories like oh like people got like attacked like people got like too close to the fence so like there was like me like a couple of my friends were like all right let's go to the fence and see what happens so like we went up to the fence and we were like like we'd be like tr- like trudging through the woods like creeping through like we would like create these little paths like off paths because we were like being like the main path that like went through it and then like people could see us 
we like we were green like camouflage like clothing and we like creeps we like crept through the woods and then like we saw the fence and like, we went to the like we touched the fence that was like the first big step in this whole thing it was like we touched the fence like all right for the first time in our lives we touched the fence and then we did this thing where we're like all right we touched the fence we're here like we're already breaking the law we're at the fence but let's let's just like walk along the fence and just see what happens so we kind of like just like walked around it and there was kind of like i, I wouldn't say like swamp land but i would just say like we had to like go over like small creeks and stuff like just kind of like hop over them we, and like at some points we have to like get little planks and we like put the planks down and we cross the planks and then we hit a point where there was like a cut in the fence like someone has been there before and they like cut the fence and it was enough for like a human person to fit through it wasn't like just like a small like sliver in the fence it was like a human sized cut so like we like we literally saw the cut in the fence and we like ran home like that day and we're like shit there's a fucking hole in the fence we can't like go back there and then we thought about it we're like all right like two days later like all right we should go back to it we should go back to the hole in the fence so we did the same thing we like crept along the fence and then we got to the hole in the fence and we took a deep breath and we like, we, we crossed the fresh the threshold and we went into like the hole in the fence and, and i felt like honestly like now i'm like thinking of like movies like stranger things and the goonies and they go into like wild adventures and you cross this path and there's like no turning back was that your like no turning back point it was my no turning back point but like do you want to know what happened nothing like nothing happened after this moment that's kind like, of a letdown it, yeah like <laughs> i'm sorry i started to tease this like whole thing but like nothing happened so it's it was just kind of like the beginning of this like weird like conspiracy false-minded thing for me Get what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally get it. It was like kind of a, a beginning point for like some of your paranoia and your interest yes. in like the the odd and mysterious. Like, and you kind of like wanted something to happen, but nothing. Yeah, you want something to happen, but you don't want something to happen at the same time. Yes. Like I, I, I totally feel that way anytime I go on like um, ghost hunts and stuff. I want something to happen because I really want like proof and I want to be able to like experience that. But at the same time, I'm like petrified of it as well. It's, it's just that weird borderline thing. I find it fascinating, but I'm also like, and if something really like freaky happens, I am going to like piss myself. <laughs> so like, yeah, you know, so, like, I don't know. <laughs> and, so there's just like this whole, like, so ever since then though, like, so like it, that this happened in the woods, so, like, do you, like, do you have, like, a weird stigma of the woods? Like, what is your story of the woods? Like, I know you have one. Like, every 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 child so, has a story of the woods. So, I don't think I have necessarily one specific story, but it's kind of an amalgamation of, like, a lot of my young formative years of just being outside and everything. Because, like, when I was a kid, I mean, I grew up... um in uh like the outskirts of a town in the outskirts of Middleborough and um there's a lot of cranberry bogs around there's a lot of farms around and we had a lot of trees in our backyard we kind of like had the woods in our backyard and it's very swampy there so like you go you go just a little ways into our backyard and into like the woods and stuff 
and you get to a point where it's very like swampy and there was there's a lot of like high bush blueberries and things like that and we actually my sister and our like neighborhood friends and I used to be out there a lot and we called it the enchanted forest and we used to like go out there and like there there's like high spots and low spots so the high spots had like trees on them so you'd like jump from one to the next so you weren't like walking through this swampy grossness and it was always like very mystical and like my mom kind of encouraged our imaginations like when we were kids my sister and I would be like oh well there's gnomes that live in the the old stumps and things like that because they look oh. all gnarly and cool were and you we a fan to, like, of David the gnome like, oh my god we were such fans of David the gnome yes but we used to like make little things for them like we'd like make little hats out of like the tops of acorns and we'd like leave them out and we'd make little boats out of like old leaves and stuff and we'd leave them by the old stumps and at one point my mom got like some like semi-precious stones like quartz and stuff like that and there was one like there was like this fork there was this like split tree where she knew we had like left the little treats for the gnomes and she like put them out there for us to find actually no I'm sorry that was the fool's gold she put fool's gold out there for us to find and it was like a gift from the gnomes so like that was a big deal for us because it was very like mysterious and oh my god the gnomes left us stuff and they really like us and they think we're doing great things for them and it, it was just like cool things but there was always something going on and I'm sure it was a lot of it had to do with like wild animals and stuff like that but there was always like weird noises Things would happen, like, just out of your peripheral vision. Like, you'd hear some weird noise or you'd just catch a little bit of movement and you'd turn and there'd be nothing there. And that would always kind of, like, make my heart race a little bit. You get a little freaked out, but you're really curious at the same time. That happened a lot when I was younger. Yeah, so, like, all right. So, like, I created this theory. I was this stuff. I was obsessed with the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi. Yes. So I I invented this like I actually believed there was Ewoks in my woods, and one time I saw. Oh my god, that's so. Awesome. One time I saw like an actual raccoon, and I thought it was an Ewok, and I just like it became a neighborhood phenomenon. Like every all of a sudden, everyone in the neighborhood believed there was Ewoks in the neighborhood, and like all the kids were like, "Oh my god, there's Ewoks in the neighborhood," and they would run out with their fucking like nets and shit, trying to catch one. And it was just, like, this weird thing. Like, the adults allowed it to happen. And it's like, why? Like, why? Like, what? It, like, what is... At what point is it imagination? At what point is it mystery? And, like, at what point do you just say, like, all right, you need to stop? Like, so this... This is, this is an interesting thing. This is like an interesting topic for us to like go delve into tonight. Yeah, it really is. Because I got to say, I think especially like our generation, we were outside so much and we were like out playing and we were like doing things with our friends. So I think a certain level of it is our parents going, hey, you know what? They're out socializing. They're they're doing things that aren't hurting anything they're using their imaginations they're probably actually helping their brains in some way and the fact that they're not doing it alone that they're doing it with other kids is probably really healthy for them so just let it go they're not hurting anything they're staying out of trouble by doing this let them have their fun they can think there's Ewoks in the woods for a while eventually this phase will pass and they'll just get over it so they were probably just more happy that we weren't getting into trouble and we were staying out of their hair and they were just like, 
get the fuck outside. You go hunt your Ewoks. We're going to just stay in here and have a little beverage. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so I think, I think to some point, our parents encouraged it. And that might be between the two of us. I think that because I'm, I'm sure I know, obviously, my mother encouraged it a lot. Um, so I think that might have something to do with like how our brains developed and, and the like mystery aspect of, of what we find interesting and intriguing. Maybe that encouraged us to develop the part of our brains that's like interested in mystery and stuff like that. So yes, because so as, as I started to get older, so like this, all the, like the previous stories I mentioned was when I was, I would say I was like fourth, fifth or sixth grade. But, like, 7th and 8th grade, like, I started... Alright, so, like, I always had, like, a, like a friend group, and I'm like, alright, let's go into the woods, like, as a group, and we'll, like, be cool together. But then, like, I started, like, like did you ever, like, go into the woods by yourself? Because like, I started to do that, and it was, like, very... Yeah. Yeah. It was very, like... You know where I do it more, too? Like, I actually do it now, too. Like, well, not so much now, but when I was single and going to the beach all the time... I'd go out into the forest on at the beach and, like, explore, especially in the fall because nobody's around. You can just, like, walk around, and I know I'm not really going to get lost because all I have to do is get to a high point and you can, like, see where you are. So it's very interesting, and the, the trees there are much different because it's, you know, it's it's beach. It's There's a lot of scrub <laughs> pines and stuff like that, and so the, the trees are very gnarly. But you'll stumble across things that are just, like, so intriguing because it's just so old and been left for so long. Like, there's places where people were trying to cultivate things. And you'll just, like, stumble across it. And it's like, wow, this hasn't been touched since, like, the early 1900s. And this is really creepy but also really cool. Yeah, I was going to say, at the same time, do you ever get the feeling like you're, like... Am I dying in 10 seconds? Like, what is going to happen? Yes! Yeah, like, you. every now and then you'll just get this, like, you get, like, a chill down the back of your neck, and you're like, I'm not alone. There's something watching me. I could die any moment. I should probably get my ass out of here. But at the same time, you're, like, so intrigued that you're like, I need to investigate this more. <laughs> you're like Nancy Drew, like, like trying to get on the, yeah. on the case. Nancy Drew in it. <laughs> Yeah, so, but now, like, now, as, like, an actual, like, old-ass adult, like, the woods, like, I'm like, nope, I'm not going in the woods. Like, nope, like, you have all these, like, you have all these past thoughts. So you think of all these things you used to think of, like, that scared you, which is what lured you in there in the first place. Like, which is why, like, oh, I want to go in the woods, I want to, like, figure what's up. Like, is there Ewoks here? Is there, like, weird creatures here? Like, what's going on? But now you're, like... Yeah, murder happens there. I'm not going out there. So, like, I'm just trying to, like, figure out, like, what's the science behind that? Like, what is... Well, I know there's, like, um, there's been studies and stuff on, you know, the human brain and development and things like that. So, kids, young kids, have... They lack a lot of the um, part of your... Like, the part of your brain that identifies fear and like makes you afraid of doing something um isn't developed until later on so basically because if you were born with this like sense of fear of the unknown you would never try new things and you would never develop and you'd never actually learn how to like write or talk or do 
anything, like eat. You'd never learn how to do anything because you'd be afraid of it all. So the part of your brain that like identifies fear and stuff like that doesn't develop until later on. So that's why like toddlers are like climbing, you know, bookshelves and they're like fearless about all of that because they don't have, they like lack that part of their brain development yet. So I think a certain level of, you know, the us being in, afraid but going into the woods anyway, like that luring us in is probably part of that brain development. And now that we're adults, it, we're just like, yeah, no, um, I'm afraid of that. And these are the reasons why. These are like the legitimate things that could happen and I should stay out of there. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> You were like nodding off during that. <laughs> and you know, then there's always Bigfoot out in the woods, right? Uh yeah, there's always Bigfoot out in the woods. It's always anything. Um we've talked about national parks, like where things happen in national parks, there's Bigfoots, there's UFOs, there's all kinds of crazy things. All kinds of crazy things that could just like come down and swoop. And I up. gotta say, deep down, part of me is still that kid that's like, "Ooh, that's really creepy and weird. I gotta go explore there." I know, but like, still, I'm just like, uh, but I don't want it. Like, I I think that initially, but then I'm like, oh, but it's the woods. I'm like, now the woods is creepy. Now there's things that. You might not come back. Like, like you used to go out in the woods, and you're like, all right, I'll be back by four. Now it's like, you know what? I go out in the woods, I might not come back at all. So See, I still am intrigued enough to, like, explore. I think you have a little bit more paranoia than I do, so I'm, I'm a little bit more willing to just, like, risk life and limb and just follow the crazy urge to go into the woods. <laughs> Which is probably what's going to get me killed someday. Yeah, one day... And I'm going to be like, hey, Jill, do you want to do a podcast episode today? You're not going to reply. And I'm just waiting for you to reply. And you'll like, happens. you'll find Jay on, on social media and be like, dude, what happened to Jill? And he'll be like, I don't know. I haven't seen her in like three days. She wandered into the woods and I haven't seen her since. Yeah, they do, they do a little, they launch a little investigation. They sweep the whole area. They still don't find you. And then it's like, all right, we got to like pronounce her dead. So then we do And then like big... five months later. Five months later, you'll find, like, my backpack and my shoes in, like, Yosemite State Park or some shit. Oh, yeah, shit. like, a million miles away. You have, like, a, um, there's, like, a diary or something. Something found, like, like a MP3 player. <laughs> and it's, like, your voice, you, like... And it's, like, you talking backwards. And it gets very, like, Twin Peaksy. And now, all of a sudden, now it's, like, hold on. Like, why is she speaking backwards? You see, like, a certain words. So, like, now we have to crawl through the woods. We have to go through the woods to, like, figure out what's going on. This is becoming yeah. very Blair Witch right here. <laughs> I'm getting chills. <laughs> well, I have, like, this, like, as an adult, like, the woods, I don't I don't know how to, like, get further in depth about it, but there's just something about the woods. It's, like, there's something about Mary, there's something <laughs> about the woods. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> there's one something, of them's got to go. There's, one of them's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> there's something about Bloody Mary. I, well, it's like as an adult, like I watch a lot of true crime documentaries. I read a lot of true crime things and like everything always happens in the woods. It's, it's never like, 
Well, Joey got up early one morning, he decided to go for a long hike, and then he came home and went swimming in his pool, then he watched, like, season three of Russell Development. No, that's not how it goes. It's, Joey, Joey woke up, he went to the woods, n never came back. And never seen again. Yeah, it's always something, like, in the woods. You know, it's, it's a very mystical place in general, like, forested areas, because it's, it's so easy for people to get lost and it's so easy for people to hide as well. So it's, it, I feel like the woods are just surrounded and shrouded by mystery. Yeah. So it's like, if you want to escape, you can escape. If you want to do mischief, you can do mischief and you'll get away with it. Probably like depends on where you are. If you're like deep, far out somewhere away from civilization. Perfect. Perfect. Like perfect. Hell, I mean, a lot of um, things in like movies and TV shows, like a lot of the creepy scenes are shot in the woods. Like look at um, things like, okay, so um, Stand By Me, they walk um, along the train tracks and through the woods and stuff and encounter creepy shit before they find the dead body, before they see yeah, the dead so, body, all right, right? All right. So, so um, <laughs> go on. Stranger Things we were talking about. In a previous episode, Stranger Things, a lot of the creepy shit happens out in the woods. Like, what the fuck? So they just feed... This must be something that a lot of people experience because movies and TV show feed off of it. All right, so as a child, let's get real. Like, did you ever, like, wake up one day and, like, your friend's like, hey, want to go out in the woods? And you're like, yeah. And, like, let's just go exploring. And then in the, like, you know, like, you've seen Stand By Me, like, you've watched it, and, like, in the back of your mind, did you ever just be like, hey, I just want to come across the body right now. Like, please let me come across the body. Like, did, I totally had that thought. Did you have that thought? I don't know if I specifically had the thought of let me come across, a, let's come across a body, but, like, I've definitely had the thought of, like, a let's see something creepy. I think it was more, for me, it was more like a I hope we see a ghost. Okay, all right. So I guess that's along the same lines. So I just had, like, a, like, all of a sudden, like, a sudden flashback that I never thought of until, like, right now. But, so there's an area of the woods that we called the pits. And it was kind of, like, it was deep out. So you had to go, like, deep down these paths, and you got, like, deep out. And there was these, like, sand paths. and But it, they were wide enough for, like, cars to drive down. So, like, we didn't realize that you could just go from, like, the other side and just drive down there, like, in your car. Because... We were, like, stupid, and we walked from, like, all the way on the other end. Like, let's just say we came from the left end, and the cars came from the right end. So we didn't realize that the cars could drive from the right end and drive down there. But, you know, we would walk for, like, a long period of time. So one day, like, we were just chilling. Like, we were walking down there, and we saw, we found, like, I would probably say it was, like, a six- or seven-year-old car, like, overturned. Like, it was, like, flipped upside down. And then inside the car, we saw, like, a shoe. And that's all we saw was a shoe. Nothing, like, nothing mischievous about it. But, uh, like, it, it, I don't think it was in the commonplace. Like, if anyone ever went down this path, they'd bump into it. And we, like, obviously couldn't have been the first people to ever bump, come across it. And it was, like, an old car. It was probably, like, a 10 to 15-year-old car. But we just, like, the fact that we saw a shoe just creeped us out. So we're, like oh my god, there's a body inside there. And then we just created, like, all these fantasies in our head of what happened. Like, oh my god, like, this car was, like, driving through. They were escaping from, like, something in the woods. Because there's, there's always something in the woods. Like, something in the woods will get you, no matter what. Whether it's the government, an alien, yeah, mystical creature that 
exists in the upside down world like whatever like something in the i gotta say that that totally reminds me that story reminds me of like when i was a kid so across the street from us um we'd walk we pretty much walked through like a neighbor's yard across the street from us which everybody knew each other because it was like in the outskirts of town so everybody was like kind of close-knit um and so we could walk through this like neighbor's yard and then there were these paths that you could go one direction and it would go like behind all the houses and you could go this little meadow or the other direction and it would eventually lead you to the road, like the dirt road that the um, trucks used for like the cranberry bogs and stuff Ooh, um, for oh, getting yeah. the sand and gravel and like servicing the cranberry bogs and stuff. But on this path, actually close to where it came to where the... Um, you know, the cranberry bog entrance was there was this old fucking car there and it was there for years. And I never remember it. Like, I don't remember it not being there. I just remember it being there for years and years and years. And like the windshield was busted in and it was always so creepy. And I remember like my mom and my sister and I used to walk out there all the time because that's, we'd walk our dog through the cranberry bugs because we could like let him off leash. There was nobody else around. And if he took off, he's going to end up going to the neighbor's house anyway. And they would just, like, keep him inside until we got back. Um, So it wasn't a big deal. But, like, I remember being creeped out walking by the car every single time. And then when I was in, like, high school, I think probably whoever owned the cranberry bogs, because they were expanding, they probably just had it hauled off. They probably, like, just took it out and, like, brought it to the scrapyard or whatever. But it was just gone. And there was just, like, remnants of, like, glass everywhere. There was, like, you know, little pieces of metal here and there. And you could see, like, little chips from, like, the windshield and stuff like that. And it wasn't necessarily as creepy without the car there, but it was still a little creepy. You know? Yeah, just, like, like cars that aren't in driveways (laughs) are just weird. (laughs) Yeah, and and it was, like, busted up and broken down. I'm pretty sure... Um, um, I'm pretty sure that it was like the person that lived in front of that area, because that was also behind houses. I'm pretty sure it was like one of their old cars that they like drove out into the woods and just let rot there because they didn't (laughs) want to deal with it. And it was like busted. I'm pretty sure that's what the situation was. And like, you know, kids had come along and like busted up the windshield and like spray painted on it and shit. But to me, like, as a little kid, like, walking by with my mom, I was like, that is creepy as fuck. Somebody's going to jump out of that thing and, like, attack us. You know, like, that was creepy to me. All right. Can we talk about one last final thing involving the woods? Oh, right. God. I don't know I don't know if this happens with, with uh, girls, but with boys. <laughs> it's where you hide. It's where you find porn. Like, boys always find porn in the woods. Or you hide <laughs> porn out there. Like, you come across, like... One day you're just like, one day you wake up and it's like your friend knocks your door. He's like, "Hey, you want to go in the woods?" And you're like, "Sure." And like, you're you're maybe like thirty feet into the woods. All of a sudden, you find like a little like area of like leaves that are piled up suspiciously. You're like, "Hey, let's go investigate the, like that suspicious pile of leaves." And you find like. You don't find a Playboy. You find, like, a European magazine. It's always, like, a European <laughs> magazine. One that's, like, in a different language? Yes. <gasps> a 
Okay, I never had that experience as a kid. I never had that experience ever. But I think maybe it's because women don't go looking for porn in the woods. Like, we don't go looking for shit like that. We don't... I I no, have it, never found porn out in the woods, okay? No, I don't it, know. Maybe it's because all the boys come well, along and find it first, but I have never come across porn yeah, in but, the woods. All right. So it's not like we wake up one day and like, hey, we're going to go looking for porn in the woods. It's we wake like we would wake up and we're like, let's go in the woods. And then like all of a sudden we would find porn. But like, so it's like, why? Like, why do boys? Maybe somebody's leaving it out there for you. Maybe somebody is like creepily watching you from the woods and they're like, oh, these boys are just about the right age to find their first porn out here. Let's put it in this pile of leaves. But like whoever's watching the girls are like, well, they don't have any interest in this. We're not going to be bothered putting out porn for them because no, they won't care. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's not it's not just like it happens to like one out of like 3,000 people. It happens to like every like yeah, you boy. know, like why does say, a boy always like why do teenage boys always find porn in the woods? It's like this. It's like a mystery. Maybe because they're always like subconsciously looking for it. I gotta say, my first like experience with porn was so my neighbors like they were they were my age and they they're they like knew where their dad's stash was or something and it was like penthouse and i remember going over there and we'd have like movie nights in there it, they had like this big barn shed thing where they had they had like a tv and stuff so you watch like jumanji <laughs> no we used to watch the craft <laughs> We'd go over there, my sister and I would go over there and we'd like have a movie night and a sleepover and we'd have like soda and chips and we'd watch like The Craft and Now and Then, that was one of our big movies that we always watched. And you would and you would freeze frame so you could see like Devin Sow's butt or something? No, we just like, we'd just watch that and we'd like gab and we'd be, we'd pretend like, oh, well that's you and that's me and that's you and it's like, it was just each one of us had our own specific character that we were assigned that we thought we were going to be like and i remember reading like um like the written submissions from in, in like penthouse like the stories that people had sent in <laughs> i that's what i remember from my first porn we didn't give a shit about the pictures we were like reading the stories and cracking up about them because some of them were fucking ridiculous so that was my like first experience with porn was going over my neighbor's house for sleepovers and, like, finding her dad's, like, old stash of penthouse and, like, reading all the little article things in it. <laughs> all right. So, all right. My, all right. I legitimately remember my, my first. So, it involves. So, I was probably, like, maybe, like, eight or nine years old. And I stayed over at my cousin's house. And he was, like, a few years old. He was probably, like, at that age where, like, he, like... Discover like Cinemax up all night or whatever. Oh, oh my God, we watched that over her house too. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh my God, we also I watched so, um, that stupid movie with Demi Moore. Um, uh, uh, striptease. Yes, yes, <laughs> that was one so, of our staples. Sorry, right, go ahead. So striptease was like actually in theaters, but the movie I saw was. <laughs> and I remember it was, the name of the movie was A Man for Sale. I don't know why I remember the name of it, but. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a gay porn. <laughs> it might have been, but I don't remember. Like I, I, I do remember there was boobs in it, and I remember waking up the next morning. So my cousin was probably like thirteen or fourteen. I was probably like eight or nine, 
And we woke we woke up the next morning. It was like the morning after. <laughs> and my dad was there and he like came to pick us up from my grandparents' house and we walked downstairs. And the first thing I said was, Hey, we watched a movie last night and they show this girl's boobs and her boobs were the size of this house. <laughs> 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 that's all I said. That's all I said. <laughs> oh my god! How did your dad react to that? I don't remember. I literally have no memory, but I just remember that I remember hearing that story like years <laughs> later. The size of the house. Because <laughs> I don't remember like repeat the story, but I was told the story years later and I repeated the story. <laughs> but I did like this whole reaction where like I threw my arms up in the air and I was like, they were the size of this house. And my arms went up and I did I created like a mountain effect with like my arms. I was very theatrical. <laughs> theatrical about the boobs. Yes. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, that's so ridiculous. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never had an experience like that. <laughs> and yeah, it's great because okay. I have no memory. I have no memory of that happening, but I remember hearing like me saying that. So, conspiracy corner. Conspiracy corner about the boobs the size of the house. <laughs> oh, that's the worst conspiracy corner ever. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, is my memory foggy because of like false thoughts because of something that's happened above Ooh, us Ooh, it could think? be it could be um you know what our next topic needs to be for the next recording like, all right so like just picture yourself on a boat on a river Ooh, we went from the woods <laughs> to being on a boat in the river i don't understand i i always got very beatles-esque it was uh i forget the name of the song yellow um picture yourself on a boat on the river oh my god okay my mom plays that on the guitar <laughs> and sings it that song is so fucked over like they were on some serious shit when they wrote that do you think they were on what we're about to talk about next week oh they could have been they could have been under the influence of what we were about to talk An about early for next form week. of chemtrails what do you think? <gasps> Maybe they were just testing them then. You got yeah. So I think you should join us next week and we're gonna talk about something. Something that affected our parents in the sixties that we did not realize. Or maybe seventies. Probably seventies, right? Probably, yeah. And it's still affecting Did I just us age today. our parents? Did I just age our parents like by like fifteen years? Probably. A little <laughs> bit. Yeah. I apologize. I'm thinking <laughs> about, I'm, I'm thinking of our hippie friends. <laughs> like, low-key, I think I'm a hippie anyways. So. Well, that's true. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, join us next week when we try to figure out what our parents were breathing in while they were pregnant with us. <laughs> okay, yeah, for me, it was the 80s, so let's, like, bump it up a notch for that. <laughs> well, I mean, me too. <laughs> Unless you just aged me 10 years. Hey, you were born in 81. Yeah, so I was still a fetus in... 81 yeah, to 80. Yeah, um, um, I was mid-80s there, hon. <laughs> right, well, fucking go prance around town with your, like, Weird Al polka music. <laughs> because apparently <laughs> I'm way before that time and I'm going to be, like, fucking night fever in my way across town. <laughs> so I'm going to okay. do that while you do your fucking pokering. 
Okay, we'll we'll meet in the middle somewhere and we will talk about chemtrails. Oh yes. Yeah. So join us next time when we talk about the thing that is killing us both. Killing us podcast. We're gonna killing die. Killing us prematurely. all. Yes. Killing us all. With ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>